Hey, this is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to share that uh, this is the last week that I'm accepting new mentees in the Mentor Me Accelerator Program for the April cohort. If you're a new or mid-level professional woman who's looking to make at minimum $10,000 more on your annual salary and position yourself for a new position where you're able to have more impact and impact your industry, your community, or the clients you serve in a more meaningful way, the Accelerator is a great fit for you. My mentees are in the Accelerator program for six weeks, and in that time, I'm able to help them identify what they're good at, learn how to properly articulate those skill sets in meaningful ways, and take their skills to the marketplace to find and secure new roles. It is a fast-paced six-week career development program specifically designed to help new and mid-level professional women in corporate, nonprofit, and educational leadership. If that sounds like you, then I want you to apply to the Accelerator program today at mentor-me.org org backslash accelerator. Again, that's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org backslash accelerator. I also wanted to share that many of you may not know that there are two ways to work with me in mentorship. There's the accelerator. This is the program I talk about most often, but I also have a Mentor Me Mastermind, a six-month executive coaching program for mid and senior level professional women who want high-level leadership strategy and the support that they need to advance to the highest levels of leadership. The Mentor Me Mastermind is not for new professionals. It's for advanced professional women who are at the mid-level or senior level levels of their career. It's specifically designed for women who um, already have at least three years of professional working experience and are looking to advance to mid-level or senior, or excuse me, looking to advance to senior level uh, positions of leadership. These are women who are looking for director level or above roles, uh, roles such as senior project manager, um, senior accounts manager, um, chief diversity officers, chief managing officers, vice presidents, vice provosts, deans, and the like. This program too is designed for professional women in corporate, nonprofit, and educational leadership, and for women who are looking to advance to the highest levels of leadership and position themselves as the four most experts in their programs. All throughout the month of April, I'll be recruiting new mentees into the Mastermind program, which will start at the end of April, beginning of May. It's a six month program, and it is outstanding because you get high level executive coaching from me, which is slightly different than mentorship because not only am I mentoring you on strategies and positioning and support, but I'm also teaching you new competencies, things like how to leverage project management, how to use data to tell stories, how to supervise and lead a large team. You're getting those strategies as well as the positioning and support that you get in mentorship. If that sounds like you, I want you to apply to the mastermind program. Mastermind applications are currently open and you can apply today at mentor-me backslash mastermind. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org backslash mastermind. Often women ask, Ashley, I know I want to work with you, but I'm not sure which program is the best fit for me, or I'm not sure if now is the right time. I want you to just click the link in my um, bio, in my Instagram bio, um, or you can just go to my website and click, you know, work with Ashley or apply today, and it'll take you to the application. This will also, if 
it, once your application is reviewed and if you're approved, you'll be able to schedule a call with me so that we can talk about what's going on in your career right now. And I can help advise you of the best program for you. Know that you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to have all of the answers. I'm here to serve you. So just know that you want to take the first step of applying for mentor me programs and whether you're ready to start right away or you think you need to start in a month or so i want you to apply today so that we can get your application on file and get it reviewed for the right program for you again um, this week um, is the last week of uh, application for the mentor me accelerator um, and those applications close on april 2nd the mastermind i'm currently recruiting um, mentees for that program as well. And I'm, I'll be recruiting them with throughout April. I'm so excited to work with you and so excited to help you advance your career in the ways that you desire. Make sure you go to mentor-me.org backslash accelerator or mastermind to apply. In this week's episodes, and I digress, we're talking about pitfalls. In life and work, pitfalls can derail us, throw us, throw us off our square and keep us from living a full life. Listen to this week's episode as I talk about some major pitfalls in life and love and how you can avoid them derailing your entire life, love life, and even maybe your career. So when it comes to pitfalls, I think the challenge is, is that we often don't see them coming. We know that bad things can happen, but we're not planning for them and we likely shouldn't be. Um, we're going about our day. We're doing the best that we can. We're treating people well. We're, you know, trying to get our vaccine and we're just like living our best lives. But sometimes pitfalls um, can blindside us. And I think that when we get blindsided like that, when we feel overwhelmed, when um, pitfalls catch us off guard, it can be really demoralizing, depleting, um, and defeating. And so I want to talk about what pitfalls are and some of the most common ones um, that um, folks experience in life and love and in career and some strategies for making sure that they don't derail your, derail your entire life. So a pitfall is basically a, a, a stop in the road. Like, let's say you you are on a road trip, a pitfall would be like a flat tire. A pitfall would be running out of gas. A pitfall would be, um, you know, a detour that you didn't expect. It's not something that, um, you know, has to ruin the whole trip, but a flat tire will definitely make you late, right? Um, running out of gas will definitely, you know, make you angry or disappointed that you didn't plan better. Um, you know, a detour can definitely make you nervous if you now have to travel a place um, or through a place that you're unfamiliar. So pitfalls, you know, um, are the part, you know, the parts of life that we don't always see coming, but are inevitable in, in life. And I think that what often happens is the pitfall is not as big as the emotional impact of the pitfall. So in this example, right, um, or let me choose maybe a more relevant example. Let's say um, you're at work and you know it's review time and you feel like you've been doing a pretty good job at work. You go into your review pretty nonchalant and you get blindsided by a bad uh, review. Your boss basically says that you're trash, you're not doing anything right. Um, you know, they have all these, you know, improvements for you and you are coming completely blindsided, right? Like had no idea that this was going to happen and thought that you were doing a pretty good job. 
Um, part of certainly no one likes to get a bad review and that can be really dis disappointing and demoralizing. But what often is worse is the emotional impact, right, of that bad review, because it wasn't just a note about your, um, you know, work performance. You might be taking it as, as a attack on your character or now you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose my job and how am I going to be able to take care of myself and my family and pay my Netflix bill, right? Like it, it has other impacts. And so what the challenge is with pitfalls, especially when they kind of come out of the blue, is that it's not just what the experience is, but it's all the emotional impacts that it has. Um, you know, I think that other impacts can be like um, a bad breakup or a divorce, right? These are these are pitfalls. You know, divorces are certainly, you know, because there's legal ramifications um, can be much more damaging or overwhelming than maybe just a bad breakup, but still the loss of love, the loss of companionship, the loss of uh, friendship, the loss of, you know, financial income, perhaps if there's children involved, a lot of a caretaker, that's a big, big deal. And especially if you're blindsided by that, if your partner steps out, if they cheat, if you, you know, they left without notice, that can be really overwhelming. And so, and of course that hurts, you know, there's, there's issues of abandonment, there's issues of um, self-worth, there's, there's can be um, economic impacts, um, especially if there's like alimony or child support or any of that involved. And so those, those pitfalls can really derail us. I think in this day and age, you know, pitfalls around illness, right? So around, um, you know, whether or not you have successfully avoided um, contracting COVID-19 or not, or, you know, whether you have been vaccinated or not, or, you know, how safe you feel with connecting with your loved ones. There's just so many um, pitfalls in life and love and career that can blindside us. And I think that one of the strategies that I encourage people to um, leverage when pitfalls befall them is like take stock, right? So when something happens, when you feel overwhelmed, when something blindsides you, when something comes out of the blue, when you experience a pitfall, I think the first strategy is to take stock. Like do a who, what, why, when, where, how much, right? Like who is this impacting? What, like what is really going on? Um, how did this even happen? Um, how much is this going to cost me, you know, to get help to fix, uh, right? So the cost might be, you know, what does it mean for me now? I have to go to therapy because I have a partner who was unfaithful or what does it mean for me to invest in my career development and hire a career coach or a career mentor? Because now I really need to be like I had that bad review, right? And I did not see it coming. And now I need to be much more intentional about my career development because I need to be prepared for advancing, you know, beyond this one bad review or advancing my career in another avenue, right? Or illness, like what does it mean for me to be able to secure medic the medication I need to be well? Or, you know, what does it mean to be able to provide uh, care to a loved one, right? Because they're ill. So doing taking stock and identifying a who, what, why, when, where, I think has been really valuable for me when I experience a pitfall. And then from there, I'm team ask for help. I too often see Black women in particular just take on a superwoman approach to their life and career. And I just really want you, want us to like hire some help, you know, like literally, like whatever that means for you. If that means a housekeeper, if that means having someone, um, you know, putting them kids in an Uber and letting them get back and forth to these practices, or, you know, like if that means like, 
you know, asking your partner to pick up the slack or whatever that is, getting some help is my go-to strategy in navigating pitfalls. You know, if we go back to the, you know, car stranded on the side of the road strategy, it's like, I'm gonna be the first person with my thumb out. Like I'm going to turn on, you know, a find me app so that if I do get kidnapped, murdered and decapitated, at least somebody will be able to find my body. However, I am not gonna be sitting out here crying, just hoping for better, right? Like I'm just gonna take action and I'm gonna get help. And I want you to know that there's always someone who's willing to help you. Maybe they don't won't help you in the way that you desire, or maybe you have to ask them for help begrudgingly. But I promise you, if you do the hard work of asking for help, help will come. And I don't want you to stay stuck because you don't think you can make the ask. You can absolutely make the ask. And if you need help, um, I'm here to help you because I never want you to be stuck. And then after asking for help, I think it's about recognizing small wins and small solutions to bigger goals. So, you know, when it comes to a bad breakup, it comes out of the blue, you didn't see it coming. You know, you take stock of like, how did we even get here? You hire some help, you, you know, bring in a, some girlfriends for a wine night and a debrief. And then you, you know, reconnect with your therapist who you haven't seen since you were dealing with grief, but now you're dealing with the grief or loss of a partner and you're trying to re-navigate that. Um, and then look for like small wins. It doesn't mean like I have a new partner now and I'm happy and I'm healthy. Like, what does it mean to not be crying every night? What does it mean to see a picture of them and not be phased? What does it mean to um, maybe go out on a date with someone new? Like, what does it mean to like someone else? What does it mean to not compare the new person to the old person, right? Those are all milestones of getting over a bad breakup, getting over a divorce, getting over, you know, an unsuccessful relationship or friendship of any kind or something that just fell apart. And so just know that there are many milestones, there are smaller milestones, there are like little bitty steps in between the big steps that I really want to encourage you to like be thinking about so that you don't feel like you have to climb a mountain to solve a problem, but that there are little things that you can do in between the big things to actually see some success. And then in, in the other, like just another example, like when it comes to your career, you know, you're unhappy at work, you know, you should be being paid more, or you're really ready to transition industries and just do work in a new industry, right? So the first step might be like recognize, like recognizing, okay, I don't want to be in this job, you know, over the next 90 days. So, so let's say it's April, May, June, by July one, I want to be in a new role, right? So, you know, that you set like a framework around what you want to do. You've done the who, what, why, when, where, then you ask for some help. So you go and you secure a mentor, you know, I'm um, expecting, new mentees and both of my programs right now. So you could submit that application, right? And that's the first step in getting the help. And then we work together to develop a career development plan so that you are finding and securing that new role in the next 90 days, or you're in the mastermind where, you know, I'm going to have dedicated support for six months. And I'm not, you know, at the end of this year, or even throughout that time, I'm going to have all the support and accountability I need to really like have a plan for my career and then take immediate action on that. Right. So I just want to encourage you that pitfalls don't have to derail your life, your career, your love life. Um, they are real. They happen. Sometimes they even blindside us. But by taking stock, taking some inventory, by asking for help, and by recognizing the many milestones um, you know, that can happen for you, those are strategies and making sure that they don't derail everything. So last but not least this week is TVT. And this week we are talking Cynthia Abero's um, Aretha 
Um, Cynthia Avero um, is a well-known actress. Um, she's done some really great work in other films and she's currently playing Aretha in a genius, uh, in, um, genius, uh, I guess it's, um, series. Um, and I think it's, uh, I'm not sure who it's put out by, but I um, have watched the first couple of episodes of the documentary series. Um, and I am pleasantly surprised. Um, I wanted to come on and talk about it on the show because I am literally pleasantly surprised that the show is better than I thought it would be. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in, so can't talk about it in detail. Although I will, like once I finish it, I'll come back on the show and, and talk more about it. But so far, I really love that they tell the story of her as a child. They talk about... Um, you know, her relationship with her father and like navigating that relationship, like on the road with him and like, you know, his, um, you know, kind of philanderous ways. And he had a lot of drama, um, with the women and, um, was like accused of, um, sexually assaulting a minor when she was a when Aretha was a child and you know I know it's a story about Aretha but I do think you you have to go back and explore someone's origin story um to really do full character development and I think that so far the show has done that really really well um it's telling so much of the stories of Aretha and from what I'm reading like you know from what I remember from like her funeral and so many stories that came out then and what I've known about her life, you know, when she was living and, you know, when I'm like, I'm literally Wikipedia-ing in between every scene, just the fact check and to process what I'm watching. And it seems to ring true. I do understand that Aretha Franklin's family has been in protest um, about the um, biopic. They really feel like they didn't approve it. Um, they really want the movie to go away. Um and I just can't imagine what it must be like to feel like your family member um, is being disrespected on a global stage um, by National Geographic of all people um, as they tell her story. Um, but I think that, um, I hope that it gets resolved because I do think her story is so powerful and I do really want it to be told. And I want the family to feel like they um, are a part of it too. Like they, that story is not stolen from her, from them. So, um, and, and from what I understand, the, um, the team at National Geographic and Genius refused to um, involve the family in the show, which is just, they shouldn't have done that. Um, but from an entertainment purpose and from like a factual purpose so far, it does seem accurate with like all of the things that have been previously written about Aretha and her life. So I would definitely say to watch it. Um, like I said, it's been put out by National Geographic, which I didn't even know National Geographic did um, biographies. So this is like fascinating to me. Um, but so far, so good. Um, it's called Genius Aretha. And um, I would definitely recommend watching so far, so good. And I will definitely come back and share my all my thoughts about it um when uh, I finish it I will say that um Aretha was just such a formidable woman I mean talk about impact talk about 
voice, talk about owning her own, talk about not letting pitfalls derail you. Oh my gosh, what an overcomer. And I hate that she had so many men in particular in her life who didn't necessarily seem to like look out for her or have her best interests at heart, but she thrived despite their lack of support and um, like properly engaging her. And I love to see it. Like I love to see black women, women winning. So we miss you, Aretha, and I'm so glad your story is being told. And I hope your family can be more involved so they can have some peace around the story as well. Um, And I definitely would encourage you all to watch and let me know what you think. That wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.